Hello everyone. In this episode, we discuss the reasons why we are on this path towards financial independence. What triggered us to get on this path and what are the reasons why and the motivations behind why we are pursuing financial independence. This is the FI Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the FI Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Pa, and I'm here with my man, AJ. We're back again with uh, another fun show or fun topic that we'll be uh, talking about today. And the topic we're going to be talking about today is what are our whys? And it's not just, just me and AJ only, but you, the audience also. What is your why? In everything in life that you are doing, there has to be a purpose. So what is your purpose in life? But on this episode, as you guys know, we talk about uh, financial independence. So what is your why on why you want to be financially independent? But before I go any further, I'll go ahead and uh, let my man come in, AJ. How's it going, man? Man, I am doing pretty good today. I think this is a really, really interesting topic and a very important one as well. Because for every reason and every goal you you uh, you want to accomplish, you want to have a very strong why. Okay, because if you want to reach financial independence, you want to have a good reason, not one, not two, but many good reasons why you want to reach financial independence. Because at the end of the day, it's going to get tough. Financial independence journey, it's a long journey. Like I always say, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And when it gets really tough, that's when it's important to know your reasons, your why. Why are you doing this? Why am I in this journey to become financially independent? And if you don't have a really strong why, oh, me and Pa, we have our whys. And we're going to share that with you guys. But you have to have your own real strong why that would keep you going when it's painful, when it's not, when it's not easy, when things get tough, when you get some bumps on the road. But before we get really into the episode, I know I'm really excited about this episode, but before we get into it, Pa, I'm doing pretty good. How was your week, man? Well, uh, we don't rec- record episodes during the week very often. So we are right in the middle of the week here. Today's a Thursday, so tomorrow is a TGIF. You know, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and you I can't always, wait. You always catch me off guard when you say that. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I can't wait, you know, but uh, before we get into the episode, um, I, I, I just have a few shout outs that I want to make on, um, you know, folks who are out there, you know, supporting us, um, who are out there, you know, sending us their feedbacks and that kind of stuff. I just want to give a um, um, shout out to three people here that, uh, big fans of what we're doing here. You know, two of them are family members, though. You know, um, I got my cousin in uh, Minnesota called Neva Job. You know, she's a really, really big fan of our episodes. And she has, you know, I kind of mentioned several times how much, you know, impact we are having, you know, on her and her family. Other one is another cousin. This one is in Maryland. Her name is Yafatu. And she also has been out there, you know, sharing our podcast with her friends, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, and the last one is a friend of mine that um, I have known for so many years. This is a guy that I went to school with, you know, we've been in the same class since we were little kids. 
he stays in Germany now. I didn't get his permission to kind of uh, say his name, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind, you know, but I would just leave it as leave it as that. Previous episode that we recorded, AJ, was with Ibu Cham, you know, and he talked about how he paid off his debts, you know, and all of these kind of things. And this individual that I am telling you about, he, he, he was in business. And in the process, he accumulated a lot of debt also. So listening to the Ibu Cham episode and how Ibu Cham, you know, went really hard on paying off his debt and all of that kind of stuff that really inspired him a lot. So he wow. reached out to me mm-hmm. and, but even before he reached out to me, he went back and listened to most of our previous episodes. So he was really pumped, you know, when he called me. Mm-hmm. And this was early in the morning, so I was just on my way to work. But, you know, he made my day. You know, he was just telling me how we have, like, how we motivated him, how he is so inspired now to pay off this debt that he has, and how he wished that he knew about stuff that we are talking about here that could have changed his life, life you know, long time ago. But the thing that hit me the most was the fact that um, he was telling me how it hit home for him because... Mm-hmm. I'm somebody that he knows mm-hmm. and he can relate to me because of our similar backgrounds, you know? So he was so hyped about that, that, I mean, it kind of gave me chills. I think it was genuine for him. I think he will get on this journey and I'm sure, you know, he will, he will definitely win, you know? So I was really grateful for having that little impact on him. Just me and you sitting over here, you know, just talking just like normal dudes, but we don't we know that, you know, we dudes. are out there in, impacting other people's lives. Yeah. So that was just something that I just wanted to share. And, you know, I want to give him a big shout out. You know, he's a friend of mine. He stays in Germany. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. And this is for you, man. Absolutely. Shout out to uh, Ndefatu in Minnesota and shout out to uh, Yafatu in Maryland. And also your friend in Germany. I am so happy that he shared his story and his feedback with you. And this is what it's all about, Pa. We're just here hanging out, talking about money. This is a passion for us. For us, yep. this, is, this is normal. You know, money is a taboo in most societies. And mm-hmm. our society is no exception. Yep. Okay. But we try to break that taboo. We yep. hang out here. You, you have a passion about personal finance and money and, and, uh, and family and relationship. And that's what we have that in common. And we just hang out and talk yep. about it. And yep. we impact other people's lives. And if what did I say in the beginning when we started this podcast? If we help one person, mm-hmm. it is worth it for us. Yep. So f- what I just got from what you just said is that for most people, when we talk about uh, we have a podcast, okay, or we have a YouTube channel or whatever, you know, you're trying to do something that you're passionate about. For most people, they get a little bit skeptical. You know, they think you're selling them something. Right. Most people think that you're about to sell them something. We're not selling anything. No, we it don't say anything on this podcast. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's free. It, you can it, have it for free. You know, it doesn't help us yeah. anyway to for you to do what we're doing. But it actually just makes us proud that there's people out there that we're having, a, you know, even if it's a little bit of impact. Because I was looking at the statistics and the analytics of our podcast, and I see people listening from other countries. Yep. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> who are these people listening to us? We're just two normal dudes listening to us from India, listening to us from Germany, all these other countries. And I'm really grateful that you brought that to this um, podcast. And um, and for anybody who's listening, 
If you want to help us out, just subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, on um, Apple Podcasts, please write, a, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would just help a lot of other people like past friend find this and get some, you know, some information and just some inspiration. And if you think that somebody that you know or a family member or friend would benefit from this podcast, please just go ahead and share it with you, uh, with them. You know, maybe they can uh, be the next story that Pi's uh, talking about, you know, being inspired. Um, if you're listening to us for the first time, you can probably go back. Uh, I think episode 11 was one week we had Women and Money, right. you know, with our sister Honjai. I think that's a really... Um, powerful one and man that last one that we have had with Ibucham, yeah man a lot of people resonated with that yeah definitely. And, and and for a lot of people it's going to be really really impactful because of the amount of debt that Ibu was able to pay off in yeah. a short period of time yeah definitely Absolutely. man i mean uh and my advice to anybody that's watching you know or or that is listening is that if you're passionate about something i mean do something about it Go, I mean, go ahead and start a podcast. It doesn't cost anything, you know. Just go <laughs> yeah. sit in your sit in your living room, sit in your bedroom, sit in your kitchen, wherever you want to do it, and just talk about it. Some somebody may benefit from it. Mm -hmm. That is just the way I see it, you know. And that's what we did. We were not like we are not in in this for money, you know. We're not in this, you know, for the fame or anything like that. We're just out here, you know, just sharing the knowledge that you and I I have gathered for for so many years, mm -hmm. you know, and everything that we have shared, you know, in the past few months, it took us years and years and years for us to understand these kind of things, you know? So mm -hmm. that is just the way I see it. Anybody that has any knowledge about anything, start a podcast, start mm -hmm. sharing your knowledge. You know, there are a lot of people out there that things you are saying will start resonating with them. So, but just like you were saying, you know, about the analytics of all these people and all these countries that we're in, I mean, I just want to give a brief rundown of all these countries that people are listening to us from. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, that's, interest. that's interesting. I know, right? You know, so I'm going to start from the bottom. You know, we have people in Taiwan listening to us. Oh, my God. People from Denmark <laughs> and Belgium. We have folks from Indonesia listening to us. Wow. Uh, folks from Senegal, the Philippines, Sweden, France, China, Honduras, uh, the Netherlands. Honduras. Yes. <laughs> wow. The Netherlands, Italy, India, Canada, Germany, the UK, Gambia, and of course, United States. Wow. So we're in so many people's living rooms. We're in so many people's headphones, you know, and everything now. So, I mean, we're just really, really excited and just want to thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedules and your busy days and listening to these two guys just rambling about everything that they know about financial independence yeah. and uh, personal finance. And then the thing about our story is we, we come from two different backgrounds when it comes yeah. to money. Mine was a wreck. <laughs> and right. I, I always share it. I always share it. I feel like people resonate with your uh, failures, with your mistakes a lot, you know, because they can say, mm -hmm. they, can, they can see the success and they, they go, well, he's successful, but where where did that success come from it came from exactly. a lot of mistakes and yeah. i felt like just as a regular person as a regular guy if i could rectify those things and have uh change my financial trajectory 
in a very short period of time, I feel like anybody could do it. Exactly. And it's, this is this is just doable for anybody. And speaking of doable, we're about to jump right in the episode and talk about why, why right. we are on this journey. You can we can just go back and forth. Oh, yeah. You know, you yeah. list one. I, I list one. Yeah. And I feel like it's pretty, pretty good. It's going to be pretty similar. You know, most of our yeah, uh, our wives are going to be similar. But uh, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, for, for me, my why started a long time ago, even though mm-hmm. I did not act on it. But um, there was this one time that I was listening to um, an Islamic lecture mm-hmm. by, by a guy named uh, Sheikh uh, Khalid Yassin. Mm-hmm. He was talking about this lecture called The Purpose of Life. So a very, very, very good lecture. I've listened to it several times. And anytime I listen to it, I always gain something from it. But that's when I started thinking about my whys. He was talking about why are you in this world? What is your purpose in this world? So I kind of took that and be like, okay, so what is my purpose in this world? So anytime I'm, I'm doing something, I always ask myself that. What is my why? You know, why am I doing this? You know, why am I going to school? Why am I working? Why did I get married? Why did I decide to have kids? Why did I do? So it was all a bunch of whys. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, when this money thing came came about also, I started thinking about, okay, why do I want to be financially independent? For me, on on top of my list is is something that I've shared, you know, on this podcast before is that I want to change my family tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that, you know, I'm really, really passionate about. And as you just heard, you know, I gave two shout outs to uh, two of my cousins, you know, but these are people that I consider my sisters anyway, because we were all raised in the same household. I have talked to all of them and be like, look, I want to be the change. And all of you that are younger than me, I want to make sure that all of us become financially independent. Yeah, I feel like you're right on track for that, for sure. Right. Um, definitely. What I resonated most with what you just said in the past two, three minutes is that you have to have a strong why. You know, I've said it earlier in the episode, you know, things are going to get hard. Life is not easy. Pursuing financial independence is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. But the people that succeed are the ones that have a strong reason to, uh, why they're doing it. And I feel like you got that strong reason, which is your number one, um, which is um, changing your family tree. I think I resonate with that as well. Uh, there's a lot of things that I learn. Uh, I'm always pursuing uh, learning. I'm always reading books, you know, always trying to get myself uh, better, you know, more knowledgeable. And that begins the cycle of change. You know, changing your family tree, knowing about money. If you're not going in this in in the in the one direction that you like, you change the direction that 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 you're going. And I think that that makes it human. Yeah, definitely. And still on that same topic, you know, changing that family tree. I mean, uh, as you know, we cannot just do this alone. As married men, we cannot do it alone without our spouses being on board. Absolutely. You know, so that has made this a success for us. You know, and mm-hmm. we are still on it. Yeah, that's also one thing that always pushes me, knowing that I did everything I could to get my wife on board because I tried to do it myself. Trust me, it didn't work. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. the moment I tried to get my wife on board, 
I was very strategic about it also, just telling her all the good things that we can do if we mm. become financially independent and mm. all of this kind of stuff. So those also are still at the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I still owe that to her that the reason why she agreed to get on this journey with me was because of all the good things that we can do together, all the nice places we can go together, you know, and all of these things. So that is also another why for me, which is all part of changing my family tree because, I mean, that's my spouse. Before anything, it has to start from the household. You know what yeah, I mean? Let me ask so, you, how, did, uh, how, how were you strategic about getting her on board? Well, I'm sure I've told you this on one of our walks, you know, mm-hmm. that we do on Saturdays, you know, that when I started, I was like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Oh, we shouldn't buy this. Oh, we shouldn't do that. So she asked me, why can I get the things that I want? You know, mm-hmm. why, why does it always just have to be the needs only? I have wants also. Why can I get the things that I want? And that resonated with me a lot. I'm like, okay, well, she's right. You know, we mm-hmm. all have wants also. So that's how it started. And then I started finding out more of her wants. You know, what are the things that she really wants? What are the things that she really wants to do? Places that she really wants to go. So these were the things that I started using mm-hmm. to be able to convince her, you know, that look, if we get on this journey together, all these things that you want, there'll come a time that we will be able to do them without any problems. You know, and there's the, be, there's the power right. in working together. Exactly. You know, you being know. on the same page, being on the same book and just, right. you know, handling it together. Right. You know, what was it that I heard? It's like, you know, these, this, um, this type of horses that are really powerful that can pull like, I don't know, 800 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. But if you got, if you have two of those horses, you think they can pull, uh, I don't know, 1600, but they can pull maybe 2000 pounds or exactly. whatever, you know, exactly. they can pull way more. Exactly. And if they're trained together and they right. work together, they can pull even three times what right. one horse can pull. So exactly. I feel like that's really powerful to be able to work together. Absolutely. Right. Uh, agree with you. And I would like to hear too, how did you and your wife, you know, kind of got on the same page when it comes to your personal finances and your journey towards financial independence? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey? Yeah, Dave Ramsey's class. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Before Dave Ramsey's class, we were not even on the same book. Right, right. <laughs> you know, after Dave Ramsey's class, we were kind of speaking the same language. That's where it all started. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of felt like that helped us a lot too. You know, yeah. when we started going, going to the class together, yeah. I think that kind of changed a lot for us also. Yeah. Well, let me get uh, to uh, one of my whys. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I totally agree with changing your family tree. You know, um, I feel like that resonates with me a lot. You know, we have that similarity. Let me start right there instead of uh, going through my list. But let me start by family. You know, family is a strong why. There's a lot of things that you can do, you do for other people that you wouldn't even do if it was just you. This podcast that we, me and you are doing, we kind of like motivate each other. You know, if, mm-hmm. it just, if it was just one person, it, you know, it would probably like, oh, we, we, I'll get to it someday, you know. Right. But you text me and say, hey, let's get on the uh, let's get on the mic and talk, you know, and right. then, you know, or I text you and say, hey, pa, you got time. Let's do this. So right. we're doing it. We're inspiring each other. And I feel like family is a great reason. But I'm going to get to family, uh, the, my kids, my wife. Right my right. other, uh, everybody in my family, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that. But my wife started with 
I was disgusted with where I was financially. You know, I went to, I feel like you have a strong emotion about something. And then you feel like I got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Mine started when I went to a uh, naming center ceremony and I had $20 in my pocket mm-hmm. and $2.49 or something at the bank. You know, that was the only cash I had. I was so you only- had more money in your pocket than in your savings? Altogether. I didn't have any money in the savings. It was all checking. <laughs> so oh, it was all checking. So you had no savings at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wow. what when I uh, went to this uh, naming ceremony and I gave, uh, you know, it's a tradition that we gave the money. And then the ladies came and they were asking for a little bit more money. And all of our friends, my friends were giving $5 here, $2 there. You know, I had no money to give. And I wanted to. I wanted to participate in it. Mm-hmm. But I had nothing. I felt bad. I felt powerless. I felt like disgusted with myself. I felt like there got to be a better way. There got to be something that I'm doing wrong. And at this time, were you, were you married with kids? I was already? married with two kids. Yeah, wow. I was married. I had a, a, you know, a toddler and a baby. Wow. And I was driving a nice car. I mm. looked good on the outside. But money-wise, no. Living paycheck to paycheck. Had $17,000 of uh, credit card debt. And a big hefty car loan. So that's where my wife started. I felt like disgust is a very strong emotion. And that could change the trajectory of whatever you, 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 uh, you put to it. So I could not change where I was destination-wise to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was going in the wrong direction. And that's something that you could change today. If you're going, if you're going in the wrong direction... And you know you're going in the wrong direction. That's something that you could change right now. Now, you, don't, you can't change destination overnight or you can't change destination right now. You know, I want to be at this level of financial uh, success where I'm going to be in five years. But if I'm going the way I'm going, I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. So I changed my direction. And I think that that's where it all started with my why of... Um, of pursuing of learning about money and and about personal finance yeah and i, I think, feel like mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like I, a lot of people if you look at uh if you do want to know what they really care about look at their bank statement <laughs> that is true i've heard you said that before <laughs> yeah yeah i think you know what you said here i mean the thing that i got from it was if if you're doing something and then you feel like it's not working for you, you stop and look for another direction. You know, it's just like they say, you know, if you're digging and it's leading nowhere, you know, you got to stop the digging. Yeah. You know, yeah. And just find a better plan. So I think that was something that, you know, and it's, it is really not easy, though, you know, for people to realize that, you know, the direction they are going, I mean, it's not the right path, you know, mm-hmm. and they have to stop, mm-hmm. think about it and turn around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is easier said than done. That yeah. is just the way I see it. Yeah. Even in relationship, you mm-hmm. know, you have, a, you know, husband and wife and they, you know, kind of like drifting away, you know, not, right. you know, on the same page. 
first you got to realize that, hey, there's a problem. Yeah. And we both participate in it. And if I'm the problem, I can start changing me. So that's mm-hmm. where I was with my money. <laughs> I was right. I was a problem with my money. Right. <laughs> what does David Ramsey say about that? If you if you want to know who's the problem with your money, you look look at the mirror. Yes. You're right. you're the number one problem. Right, and right. Once I realized that, once I realized that I was the problem with my money. Right. You know, I can change that. If I was depending on if I if I said the problem was the government, if I said the problem was taxes or mm-hmm. or, or, or uh, things cost too much or anything. I don't have a chance of changing That's that. Right. But That's once right. I realize that I'm the problem, you know, then I realize that I can do something about me. That's when I went, went to work. That's when I uh, uh, start buying books, reading books, listening yeah. to um, radio pro- programs. Pod- well, podcast wasn't a thing yet mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. that time. But, you know, that was a start for me to actually change the direction that I was mm-hmm. going when it comes to my personal finance. Yeah. I mean, uh, just moving on. Uh, one thing also that kind of led me to this personal finance thing, uh, is, which is part of my wife also, was um, part of our faith requires that we go to, you know, Friday prayers every mm-hmm. Friday called the Juma prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime I go, I, I will hear the imam, uh, he'll be giving the lecture and towards the end of the lecture, he's always asking for donations donations for the masjid, you know, donations for the masjid, you know, so this happens every week. It, it's always been at the back of my mind that why is it that, you know, our community is struggling so much with our finances when it comes to the masjid and all, all the bills that we have to pay and all the debt that they're in. Whilst, you know, if I turn around, you look at the churches, they have these big mega churches, mm-hmm. you have these pastors that stay in mansions, they, they, they have private jets, you know, and all of these kind of things. So why is our Muslim community struggling a lot? And sometimes, you know, we'll do these fundraisings. Mm-hmm. And in the fundraisings, you know, they will ask, who can give $10,000? You will see a masjid of, let's say, 200 people. And only one person will raise their hand up, you know, and then they will stand there, you know, and keep asking, who can give $10,000? Nobody else will raise their hand. And they will go down to, you know, 8000 They go down to 5000 There was this time that they even went down to 500 there was not many people with their hands up. I'm like, man, this is serious. This is really serious because I know all of these guys sitting over here, if they have the money, they will do it mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, their, this is their religion. They are very passionate about it. And if they have the money, they will give it. Absolutely. But they don't have it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be part of this anymore. I don't want to be part of these, these people who, who, who just having their hands down. I want to be one of those people that raise my hand up. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons why I was like, you know what, even though they don't talk about financial independence, you know, in the masjid, but I know they need people to be financially independent so that mm-hmm. they can give and make sure these masjids are maintained and make sure all the uh, programs that they want to do are financed and all, all their bills are paid. So, I mean, that was just, that was a, a huge why for me to start learning about money and all of those things. And, Thank God, before I left North Carolina, our masjid that uh, where we used to pray, there was a time that uh, we moved to a hotel. That's where we used to do it. But we pay $500 every Friday, you know, to the hotel for them to be able to host us. Thank God, you know, there have been a few times that 
I was able to provide that $500 for the masjid, um, you know, for that week for everybody to pray. Very nice. For, very for nice. that, you know, so I just kind of think that whatever faith that you belong to, if you are passionate about your faith, I think you should do whatever you can to be able to help them out financially because most of them are struggling, especially their masjids. Yeah, absolutely. Giving is a big passion, a big uh, thing for, for me and you. And I know that. And it's a big thing for a lot of people as well. They just don't, you know, have it to give. And if you don't have it, you exactly. can't give it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, most of us, income is not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we're making enough, but we're not managing it well. Right. You know, it just comes, comes in one hand and goes through the other hand. Mm-hmm. So I feel like part of the what really I'm passionate about, especially when it comes to this podcast, is if you help one person get the money act together get out of debt stay out of debt have their uh, emergency fund they are more able to give and help the community than if we're all in debt you know exactly so i feel like that's what really i'm passionate about especially when it comes to this podcast is to help that one person help 10 people being able to afford giving you know, being able to give and contribute to society. And I think that's a real, really, really good why. And me and you both share that passion. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I just want to give another shout out to a friend of mine, because what you were saying just made me kind of uh, remember that uh, we were having this, this this discussion also after the Ibu Cham episode dropped, you know, about how we have, like, just like you said, income is not our problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of us, mm-hmm. it's how we manage that money. So, we were talking about that and he came out with this phrase saying that, you know, most people in our community, they are, they are high earners and high spenders. <laughs> so yep. that sounded really good to me. So I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this on my podcast. So he was like, you know what? No problem. You know, and this is a good friend of mine that stays in Texas. Mas Jam. Mas, big shout out to you, man. Oh so, yeah. Mas, uh, shout yeah. out to Mas, man. You know, yep. definitely that's a really, really brilliant um, statement. Yep. And it's it's absolutely true. It is. We are hardworking. Hard work is not the problem. Yep. Earning money is not the problem. No. Nope. But keeping it, knowing how to manage it is exactly. part of the problem. And I feel exactly. like if we if we can contribute at least our part of helping people first mm-hmm. help ourselves, because I was there. Right. You know, I was one of those people that wouldn't wouldn't put my hand up because I didn't have it. Exactly. Okay. Help myself, help other people get to a, a position where they can contribute to our community. And I, I think that's a great why. Absolutely. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. One thing that I would really lo- love for you to um, kind of elaborate a little bit more on, um, you did touch on it during the uh, Ibu Cham episode, was folks who will just reward themselves just once they start getting this money or once they get out of school, mm-hmm. you know, they start feel like, you know, they have to start rewarding themselves, them themselves, you know, they have to buy the big house. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know, buy the nice car. You, we listen to Ibu Cham. Me and you know Ibu Cham. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes good money, mm-hmm. but he talked about how humble he is and how he doesn't go crazy you mm-hmm. know, with all this, you know, material stuff. I, even though he does have nice stuff and all of that stuff, you know, we all like nice stuff. Absolutely. But he, he, he really doesn't go crazy. But during that episode, you kind of touched a little bit on it. I would just like for you to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. For us people that are living in in America, in the West, what's normal? Normal is, okay, I get out of 
high school, go to a, a, a good university, rack up 100,000, 150,000, whatever it takes to pay for that school in debt, okay? Get my uh, undergrad. And if I'm doing really good, go to graduate school, rack up more debt, mm-hmm. okay? And then by the time I, uh, you know, I get out of graduate school or you know, undergrad and start work, I have maybe six figures of debt, okay? And then I started earning my big boy money. You know, I get my big job, earning big money, money I've never seen before. And, you know, I got to reward myself. I got to buy a brand new car or at least a brand new car, a luxury car too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put that on finance. Okay. You finance the, the luxury car, you have a car payment, and then you meet, maybe in college, you meet a young lady that you say, oh yeah, we're getting married. Mm-hmm. So for a big wedding, put it all on a credit card, you know, cause that's all we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, Oh, now, now it's time to buy a house because once you get married, you can't, you can't rent. Uh, everybody say buy a house, buy a house, which I feel like you can still rent. Mm-hmm. Rent, we talked about it in our um, mm-hmm. uh, rent versus buy episode. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if, if anybody is interested, uh, you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, it's called The Real Estate in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about uh, reasons why rent is good option and also buying a house is a good option. But anyway, the normal get married, buy a big house. You know, you don't want to buy the, you know, medium house or the small house in the neighborhood. You want the right. big house, you know, because your neighbor is looking at you and you're, you you want to do better than your neighbor. You want to right. look better. Mm-hmm. So now you need a two, you need two cars. So buy another car, put it on finance. And you're working hard probably spending way more time at work than you're spending at your brand new house, mm-hmm. you know, not having enough time to enjoy all these stuff that you've got it. Okay. Which is fine if you can afford it, but you, you keep paying these things going on, you know, nice vacations on credit, you know, me and you like vacations. I think we would get to that on our wives, you know, cause I feel like that's a, that's something that's really important. To oh, enjoy you know, that pa- one is coming. <laughs> so, but what did we pay for our summer vacations? We paid cash for those things. Yep. You know, we find a way without going into debt. But you go, you do all these nice vacations and pay for it in credit, got the big house, 30 year mortgage, working, saving very little, and wake up at six to five and have very little money and kind of rely on social security. And, you know, at that point, you could be 70 and you don't have an option, but to keep working, you know, your kids are now in, in school and it cycle goes back. Right. It goes back into the you cycle. But and they will tell you, but they will tell you, AJ, that you only live once, right? The YOLO. <laughs> right. That's um, what they will tell you. But where does it, I heard you said you're one of your, your first wife was to change your family tree. Right. And I think that that's where it needs to start. You know, to change it, the change has to start with one person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we look at that, especially in the fire, uh, financial independence community. We look at that and say, there's a problem with that. And it's normal in our society. It's very normal. That's what everybody does. But does it mean it's best for us? Just because everybody is doing it doesn't mean it's best for us. We look at it and say, if that's a problem, what am I going to do? differently Mm -hmm. we can think differently that's when we start 
finding that that your income and your expenses if you live on what do you what do you normally normally say if you uh live on less than you make right you know uh live uh below your yes what, live below your means yeah live below your means once mm-hmm. you start living below your means you don't have the you don't have the car loan you don't have the debt now you have the means to invest the what we call the gap which is mm-hmm. your your income minus your expenses the difference is called the gap and right. that's what we use to build wealth now the bigger that gap is the better okay if if you can save 10% great but 10% it's 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 a nice saving because mm-hmm. i know we know a lot of people that don't even have 10% to save they're saving less than 3% so we don't save this much but i know a lot of people that you know we try to push that okay you say what if i can save 20% 25% mm-hmm. you know a lot of financial advisors advise us to save 15% right. okay which is great mm-hmm. if you want to retire at 65 or 70 but if you want to say i want financial security at an earlier age let's say i want financial financial security at 50 at 45 55 whatever it is and you can work towards that by saving way more you know you say i know people that are saving 50% of their uh, mm-hmm. income and you mm-hmm. told me somebody that say what 70 70 so the more you save the less time you have to accumulate that wealth and i feel like normal versus financial independence minded people this is the contrast right there we see that there's a problem with the normal keeping up with the joneses is a problem but you know we don't save much but we change that mentality and say you know what i'm going to try to change this change my family tree start with me start saving 15 20 even 40% of your money and you can get to financial security or financial independence sooner yeah and i really like you know what you said um but once again what the thing that resonated with me is the thing that you kept repeating um financial security and financial independence i think I mean I cannot overemphasize that. I mean these are things that I think uh should be should be a a a goal for everybody that is living in this world. I mean it's mm-hmm. not just the money part of it. You know, money is is it's important and everything I understand that. Mm-hmm. But just that security and that independence that it gives you. I mean I think everybody should be able to strive for that. But I'm kind of glad that even though you know we consider ourselves quote unquote part of the fire movement you mm-hmm. know but me and you are mostly you know focus on the FI part of it even though retiring early is definitely at the back of our minds you know without a doubt we definitely do not want to work till we are 70 and 80 but I kind of feel like striving for the financial independence should be the first thing Then, yeah if you folks don't know what uh right. fire stands for it's an acronym for financial independence retire early exactly. and we we call our podcast fi talk podcast where we talk about financial independence which is fi right. so we focus more on the fi part of it and not on the re part of it because part right. you, me and you both love what we do Oh, you know this course. is just a hobby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know we hang out here we talk about money we talk right. about financial independence but we enjoy what we do at Exactly. Uh, at exactly. We have our 9 to 5. So retiring early uh it's not the end goal. Exactly. The goal is to reach financial independence where you work because you like what you do and you enjoy working 
but not because you hate what you do and just exactly. want to want to quit. And right. part of the thing is you have to retire to something. You have to go yes. towards something. And that's not the goal. The goal is not just to quit working altogether. It's to get the financial security, uh, which is financial independence. Yes, without a doubt. And for me, you know, I've made it uh, very clear to you. And and I think I've, I've, I've also mentioned it, you know, on the podcast that I will definitely want to work till I'm at least 60 years old, you know, yeah. because I love what I do. You Absolutely. Know, I love my job. And I know that if I have to retire right now, both me and my wife, you know, I'll be driving her crazy. You know, so she needs me out of the house at least eight hours a day. <laughs> you know, uh, so <laughs> you know that is just one of the reasons why I, I I kind of feel like you know I will have to work for a little bit more. But you know, on a serious note, I mean, because if you look at it, you know, both you and me, you know, if we look at you know where we started, you know, ten fifteen years ago, and look at the trajectory of our incomes, I mean, it's been going up. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we are at that, you know, maximum earning potential yet. You yeah, know? most people earn their prime earning years is in their fifties. Exactly, that's when they earn the most money. Exactly, of their career. So you we're know? not there yet. No, we're not there yet. So, and I kind of feel like, even though the idea of retiring early, you know, sounds really nice. You know, nobody wants to be waking up in in the middle of this cold, you know, and driving or you know riding on the bus for an hour, you know, and that kind of stuff. Even though some some people have it really good nowadays that they don't have to go to work; they will just sit home and work from home. You yeah, it's great. Yeah, you I know, know the world has changed in over right. like what less you than know. two years. Right, I know somebody that does that. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure you know somebody that does absolutely, that. absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but at the same time, just where I was getting to is that, I mean, I believe that if I was to save as much as I can right now, even even though I can do that, you know, I can save a lot if I want to, but I believe that I would still be leaving a lot on the table, mm-hmm. just by, like we were just by, saying, by you know, early, right? Okay, you know, and for the most part too. I mean, will I be able to have access to the money right now if 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 I am retiring in just the traditional, you know, retirement vehicles that we have, you know, the Roth IRAs and the traditionals and the 401ks? Well, most people that retire early have what they call the uh, bridge account. You know, it's kind of like a bridge between when they retire and when they have access to right. the money that they have saved for retirement. Right. So this this bridge account could be on a regular a brokerage account, you know, you just mm-hmm. save and then right. and then tax, you know, just a regular brokerage account, not a tax deferred or a retirement account where you can mm-hmm. have access to it anytime, or you right. can have pile up some cash or there's all, all other ways like the Roth uh, mm-hmm. conversion ladder, you know, you can convert right. your Roth, you know, to, um, you know, I think the Roth, you can start withdrawing it after five years of putting, you can put, withdraw your contributions after five years. So that's another right option that a lot of people use. But yeah, like I said, um, uh, bringing back to the topic of work and how we like what we do, that brings me to my other why of why I'm pursuing financial independence, which is job security yes. is not 100%. Yes. Okay, we, even though we love what we do, mm-hmm. we enjoy what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been there for a long, long time. Uh, you, ju- you just switched jobs recently, yes. but I've been at my job for you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. And even though we enjoy it, but you, it's, j- job security is not 100%. Mm-hmm. 
That is true. You know, you have to prove yourself every day mm-hmm. that you are, you deserve this paycheck. You have mm-hmm. to come to work every day. You have to prove to yourself. You have to prove to your coworkers, to your boss bosses, you know. And that last year when we talked about our uh, financial, how the financial independence has helped us in the pandemic. Some people were followed. Some people lost their jobs. You know, yeah. some people were able, were, you know, were on unemployment for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I feel so strongly that you should build a financial foundation that if something like that would happen to you or something like that would happen to me, we have something to rely on, which is your, your favorite thing, which is first your fin- uh, emergency fund. That's something that you have to build and you have to, you know, get out of debt. You know, be able to provide your for your family if something will happen was to happen to your job. Even though we love what we do, we don't see ourselves retiring anytime soon. Mm-hmm. This is something that's at the back of a lot of people's mind. Yes, I uh, I was listening to this podcast and uh, these people that reach financial independence, they just eliminated his jobs, uh, his wife's job, and his wife and his wife said, "Yeah, I mean that's fine. We um, that's great." So for a lot of people, that would be some anxiety. If they eliminate your job, it would be some stress. It would be some, what am I going to do now kind of thing. But if you are on very good financial foundation, even though you're not at financial independence yet, this would not cause as much stress as it could have caused if you are in debt, paying up all these loans and all this stuff. So I feel like job security even though we've been there for a long time, it's still not a hundred percent. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge, huge why for many people, Mm -hmm. you know, just the thought of losing their jobs, you know, what will happen, you know, but I, I, I think, you know, you took everything out of, right out of my mouth. You know, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I used to be scared a lot. What am I going to do? You know, if I lose my job, I don't have any savings. I don't have anything. You know, and that's have, scary for a lot of people because statistics is. shows that uh, what seventy eight percent of people in America right. are living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. Okay. You know, almost half of Americans cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. Yes. If true. they're in emergency, they cannot. They don't have a thousand dollars. That is scary. So, right. Uh, imagine somebody like that losing their job. It's a scary thing for uh, for a lot of people. And I kind of knew that our wise of five are going to be pretty similar. Exactly. You know, and this exactly. is one that we we both have in common. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And I think you know most people can resonate, you know, with this one too. You know, Absolutely. because I mean, it's it's a very very scary thought. You know, if if you don't have anything saved, and all of a sudden, I mean, just look at this pandemic. I mean, it came and just look at how many people lost their jobs. But people like you, you know, who are ready for these rainy days. Even though, you know, you talked about being followed. I mean, it wasn't a big deal for you. you well, know? What about I mean, you? You, could you, moved. you moved I in the move. pandemic. Yeah. Right. I, who you does know? that? Exactly. That's a big thing. You exactly. uproot your family, move right. across the country. Right. You know, in, 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 in the pandemic when people are scared about their jobs. Exactly. So I felt like having a good financial foundation got you to the point where you can actually do that. I mean, right. it's unthinkable for a lot of people to do that. Definitely, definitely, you know, but I think, you know, those are all some of the benefits of being financially independent and just having your wise, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So, so just moving forward, I mean, um, one thing also, I mean, there's this saying out there that 
money doesn't give you happiness. I kind of agree to that, you know, in some ways, but being broke doesn't make you happy either. Hey, are you, you looking know? at my list? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not and, looking uh, at your list. And with all, uh, you know, <laughs> right? You with know. all things apart, we don't, we haven't shared our why. No, yet. I think no. we talked about this in the last episode that we were going to exactly do this. No. But <laughs> right, but yeah, and, I knew that they were going to be similar. So right, and <laughs> just like you said, you know about uh, uh, about the job security, you know, that's that's right here on my list. You know, absolutely. But with this money and happiness, you know, even though it doesn't buy you happiness, I totally understand that. But it buys you fun. Mm -hmm. And I love having fun. Absolutely. And I think everybody wants to have fun. Yeah. Everybody loves having fun. Yeah. And that brings me to one of our favorite topics, vacations. We are able to travel. We're able to do all this fun stuff, you know, with, with our spouses and with our families. All because of what? Our discipline in managing our money. That kind of got us to where we are today. So I kind of think that for me, that was a strong why also to be able to have some fun with money because I mean, money is just a tool. You know, you can do whatever you want to do with it. It's just a tool. But you and I choose to use that tool, you know, to enjoy it and have fun with it, you know, with our families. Yeah, I think you just nailed that bar. Because uh, you just, I, I, that was my next why. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you know, because money cannot buy you happiness, but it buys you fun. You know, yes. fun is something that we all enjoy. And, and, and people like us, that we talk about money, mm-hmm. a lot of people might think that, hey, well, these are people that are stingy, they're cheap. They just want to um, save, 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 save. I'm not a natural saver. You, you might be a natural saver. I'm not. Dude, I'm saving is not fun. I can tell you I'm that. Not a, I'm a natural spender. I'm, yeah. you know, that's how I got into all this credit card. Yes, you know, <laughs> I con- I consciously try to save. Yes, so that we don't just save for saving's sake. We save. Obviously, we have long term, short term, mid term goals. Where our long term goals are, you know, to get financial security. But we have some short term and mid term goals that are fun for us to do. So we're not only saving everything. But we're also saving for our long, short-term goals where we want to travel, where we want to go um, to the beach with our family. Uh, things like, you know, go on vacation, you know, take, the, take a week off, like what we did this summer. We took, yeah. I took six weeks, six weeks mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, travel with my family. Traveling is huge for us because it's fun. You know, right. so, it's, it's a big wall that we live yeah. in. And I want to explore as much of it as I possibly can. When I went to the Grand Canyon and Zion National Park, wow. I looked at the amazing architecture of nature, the amazing scenery, the, uh, how beautiful part the, that part is. And I just felt so small in this wall. And there's several other places that are just equally or even more beautiful than that. And that's probably something that we share that we want to explore. And we and you can you cannot do that without any money. You have to have at least a financial foundation and be able to pay for these things, you know, and enjoy some fun stuff. Even like, you know, taking your your son to um, what was that you did on, on the uh, that you invited my son to the, the go kart racing? Oh, yeah. You know, those, those are those are fun things that you mm-hmm. do. Just little mm-hmm. things like that. 
or you know if you want to take a year off and travel the world you know there's yep. people that are doing that as well mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i feel like money can buy you that yeah without a doubt i mean and just with the traveling that you were talking about you know i was just talking to one of my coworkers. you know uh she was telling me she wanted to go you know, outside the States, you know, on, on a vacation, you know, this past year, but she couldn't do it because of the COVID. And then we started talking about all these, all the great places here in the United States that you can go to. There are, there's a lot to see in this country, man. Not only every in this country, state, even in this right. state. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, every state that you go to, there's yeah. a lot to see. Yeah. There's what, 50 national parks or something in, in the right. United States? There's some, right. there's this, who was I listening to that? What that, their goal was to go to all 50 national, all the national parks you wow. know, in, in wow. this country. So, you know, that's something that you can do once you have your money game in order. Or if it is just, I want to just go camping. My, right. my family loves camping. We yeah, love to just go and, uh, <laughs> you know, go to a campsite, hang out around the campfire, you know, just, just enjoy nature. The right. last camping we did was pretty close to the beach. Can you imagine being in a tent and you can hear the waves? Oh, that would be know, nice. At night. Oh, that helps you sleep really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, without a so doubt. So I feel like um, me and you and a lot of people have these dreams and our dream bucket of money. Which is the fund account that you 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 and uh, our friend were talking about this yes, fund account yes, yes. And, and how does that work anyway that's that's for this that's for this type of uh, you know why right yes for that's why I was talking about the fund thing you know because I mean uh, we do have a fund account and mm -hmm. that is that is that is an account that all of us in this house you know contribute to both me and my wife, you know, the kids, you know, when they have money, you know, we will tell them that why don't you add some of it, you know, to the phone account? Because at the end of the day, when we go on a trip as a family, we're all going to enjoy using that money. And that money is strictly only for fun. Yeah, you I know, bet you it, it makes them feel right. really good to be part of the contribution to that. Yes. So that is that is that is money that we put aside. It's different from our emergency fund. This is money that we just go and spend it guilt free. You know, I, I know that's one of your favorite words, you know, guilt free, you know, so that's that is that is money that we spend guilt free. <laughs> yeah. Guilt free spending is awesome. You know, is. that's why I budget, you know, yeah. I'm not a natural saver. I budget right. so that I know that this money is set for this. You know, right. if I have money that's set aside for entertainment, I can spend it on entertainment guilt right. free without feeling any guilt because I know I've, we, we, we take care of our big most people spend most of their money on these three things, maybe four housing. Mm -hmm. Once you get your housing in order, you know, and you're able to, you know, live in a decent place for you, you know, what's right for you. Cause this money, right. this personal finance is so personal. Some people probably care, care about their car more than they care about the house. They can rent a, an, a little apartment, but drive something nice, which is personal, which is totally fine. The other thing that people spend a lot of money on is food. Once you know that your food budget is, you know, is taken care of and then you got transportation, which is your car, the gas, the repairs and all that stuff. And then the fourth one is utilities, okay, paying for uh, your light, electricity and water and gas and all this stuff. Once you have that taken care of, you set some money aside for entertainment, set some money aside for a day trip or for, for, for your fun money. And then mm -hmm. you can spend that without any guilt. And that's a powerful, powerful thing to do.
Yeah, definitely. The way that I see it for me, and this is just to kind of summarize everything that we've talked about is, I mean, if you are young and it doesn't really matter if, if you are young or not, but if you start learning about these things, if you start understanding how money works now, let's say you are in your late twenties, you know, or early thirties. And I think that's when both me and you started. If you start learning about these things right now, by the time you reach your maximum earning potential, you know, let's say you are 35. By the time you reach 50, I mean, everything that you have learned in between, understanding how money works and everything, by the time you get to that age of 50 and you are making this money that you've never even dreamt about, I mean, can you imagine what are some of the things that you can do and how many people you'll be able to help along the way and how you can change your family tree, everything that we are talking about here, job security, having fun and all of these kind of things. By the time you reach there, how your life will be. I cannot imagine it right now, honestly, in the next 10 years for me, how my life will be. But for the most part, you know, I just pray that, you know, I still have my health, which is something that that's very, very important. But I just believe that anybody that starts now, it doesn't matter what age you are, 10, 15 years from now, you'll be shocked what you'll be able to do, you know, with, uh, uh, some of the lessons that you have learned about money. And that brings me to the final why. Well, anyway, for now, <laughs> the mm-hmm. final why for now, because these whys do change, you know? Oh yeah, they, they, you know, they, can, they, can, they can change. It's kind of like goals, you know? Once mm-hmm. you reach one goal, then you could probably have another goal. Yeah. But time is the biggest asset that we have. Time is the most valuable non-renewable uh, resource that we all have and having your money in order and reaching financial independence when you get to a point where work is, is an option you know you're working because you want to but not because you have to exactly. that's when you know you realize you have time and having time having freedom from financial insecurity you know and having the time to spend with your family I, I was I was one of those people that was working two jobs. If you have your money game in order, you can have the time, maybe work one job or what, even if you reach financial independence, you can work part-time and spend time with your loved ones, spend time with your kids. I know guys who are rich financial independence and they spend most of the time walking with their daughter or their son. And that's time that's so precious and so valuable that you have right now. Because before you know it, you know, you, your, your kids are teenagers. My, my oldest is almost a teenager. Mm-hmm. They grow up so fast. Yep. And this is some valuable time that we have that we can spend with them. Even spending time with, the, with your spouse. You know, when you told me about uh, that uh, vegetarian restaurant and I took my wife, just me and her, mm-hmm. that's some precious time for yes. us to just hang out once you you start raising a family it's all about all of us and sometimes you need this time to spend with uh, our friend said that he sp- he schedules time with each of his kids mm-hmm. you know just spend time with one kid alone get to know them they get to know you they can talk to you they have that relationship with you and i feel like that's really really important to have the time to be able to enjoy the um, relationships that you have instead of just working and working and working like I was doing, working two jobs and not even having any time at all. 
Yeah, I think that's really important, you know, what you just said over there. And I just got two things from it. The, the first one was uh, the, the one that you started with, um, having the option not to walk. I believe that everybody should get to a point where walking will be an option for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you wake up and you decide that, do I want to continue walking or can I just hang it up? And I think that um, I just wish that for everybody. You know, Absolutely. that is that is one of my whys, you know, that I want to get there. And I think the other one that you mentioned is time. I mean, time is something that I don't even know where to start. Yeah, it's you know? very, very, so, very valuable. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all want to be spending time with, with our loved ones, just making sure that, you know, we live life to the fullest, you know. I mean, just like you were saying, like our friend does, you know, spends time with, you know, each and every child. My oldest is standing right here. There was one time that just me and him, you know, we uh, took a trip to D.C. Do you remember that, Mel, when we went to D.C. together? So we just rode from Raleigh, North Carolina, drove five hours to D.C. Wow. And I I actually did that on purpose, you know. Oh, wow. Because at that time, you know, he was like, he started growing, you know, a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, I kind of felt like there are some things that I wanted to tell him. There are some conversations that I want to tell him. You know, I just kind of felt like we needed that alone time between just me and him. Mm-hmm. So we had 10 hours in the car, you know, wow. of him listening to me, just running my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, he kind of got some good stuff from the things that I was saying. But I think that, um, you know, just having that time is something that's really, really, really important. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's really important because uh, just last weekend, I took my daughter to uh, her volleyball game. And while my wife was taking the other kid to swimming because we had to. So it was a, a kind of a long drive. And instead of me doing the talking, my daughter is somebody who can she can talk. I do right. the listening. And she read this book, it's a really interesting book that she read, finished it. I said, tell me about the book. Right. Oh, man, she started from the beginning, explain right. the whole book, you know, right. and she can tell you with, and I actually felt like I read the book. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I just sat there and listened and see, and I feel like each kid is different. My son is more like, hey, we can hang out and play video right. game or, you know, we can play board games or stuff like that. that that's right. really valuable. And we do that. Uh, we call it family night. Uh, we can just pick a board game that we can hang out and just play all as a family, put all electronics, TVs yep. and cell phones, everything away and enjoy each other mm-hmm. that, for that night. But my daughter is someone that see, we communicate like she would talk and I'll just do the listening. I'll ask right. questions. Right. I'll, I'll, right. I'll say, wait a minute. Who was that in the book that you said did this until we'll go back? And right. start telling you the story right. again, right. you know. Right. And I feel like that's really valuable. I feel like that's that is really amazing, man. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, just live life. Once you have your money in order, you live life, enjoy the things that you enjoy in life, whatever it is that you it's important to you. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it. If you have the money for it, go for it. You know, if it's taking a cruise, if it's going to the you know, hiking, you know, mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, doing these things that you mm-hmm. value. We like right. camping. We yep. go camping. It's mm-hmm. it, it, the good thing about camping is it's not that expensive, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. but it's an adventure. Right. And, you know, we get around together. We talk, you know, sometimes we're camping in places that don't even have any cell, cell phone signal. So our cell phones are just 
away from us. So we just sit and just talk to each other. We need to take you camping, you and your family. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you, you, know, you guys are going to enjoy yeah, it Yeah, we've talked about that, you know. But yeah. like, who needs cell phone anyway if you are with your family? You know, Absolutely. I mean, anybody else who wants to reach you, you know, they can wait. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, think, don't let your cell phone intrude. Exactly. You know, but I think, you know, everything that you're saying comes back to the time, you know, the time that you've created for yourself. You said mm -hmm. that you've worked two jobs before, yeah. you know, but now that, you know, you, you, you have your money game in order that has given you that opportunity just, just to work one job mm -hmm. and still have this time to be able to spend time with your family and go on all these trips, you know, all this camping, you know, and all of that stuff. And that's yeah. what we want for the audience, you yeah. know? And so, and if you're working two jobs, like I was doing, And all the money is going towards these car payments, you know, yep. all these things that you uh, accumulated. I mean, I, I can't tell you what I bought, what I paid $17,000 for in credit card. I cannot point it to you and exactly. say, this is what I spend the money on. Right. But you're, you're working for that instead of, uh, you know, enjoying. So, you, you know, you're not even enjoying the nice things exactly. that you got. You know, you're not right. even enjoying. So you're just working and working and working. So I feel like having the, your money game in order builds layer of um, having your time back where which is the most valuable non-renewable resource that we all have each right. of us have 24 hours in a day you know right. whether you're rich whether you're broke we have yep. the same amount of time that's right but how you spend it is different so you can when you have financial foundation when you have financial independence you get to spend the time on your uh the way you want to spend it Right. Instead of just working and working to pay the bills. Right. Well, I have a feeling, AJ, we may have to do a part two, you know, on, on this, because just like you said, our, our, our whys are going to keep evolving. They're going to keep changing, you know, down the road. I would like for us to, you know, come back in the next few years or so and do another episode <laughs> where we will, you know, kind of talk about our whys, you know, 2.0, you know, yeah. and see, you know, where that goes. So, Uh, we've been doing this podcast for, um, you know, eight or nine months now. Something like that. And, and um, for some, if anybody asks us, which episode should I start with? I think that's the goal for this episode. Right. The goal is to have an episode that we can point people to. Right. Go to this episode. Right. And listen to it. Mm -hmm. See if you buy our ideas. Yes. And then you can go back and listen to the other episodes. But this is the episode that I felt like We it was due, uh, right. we needed to do it. Yes. Uh, um, and I feel like this is an episode that if anybody asks us, where can I start? Mm -hmm. When I, mm -hmm. you know, when we get to like hundreds of episodes, you know, they cannot, they can, you know, you can't go back and listen to everyone. You can exactly. do that if you want. Exactly. But, exactly. <laughs> but where do you want to start? I feel like having a why, having a reason to do, mm -hmm. you know, what we're doing mm -hmm. and be able to understand where we're coming from. I think this is an episode and that's the goal for this episode. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, uh, I think, you know, just like you said, you know, this is a go-to episode that, you know, we can always direct, you know, anybody, you know, that wants to learn about this financial independence journey and everything, you know, because I think if you want to do anything, you know, without having a strong why, you know, for the most part, it is not going to work. Yeah. You know? So you, you have to have strong reasons, you know, for doing it and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I it will be interesting to uh, do another episode like this. You know, no, you know what would be interesting. You uh -huh. know what would be interesting. It would be interesting to hear the whys of people that are in our audience. 
Yeah, you're right. You know, it would be you interesting know? to hear their stories. Right. Because uh, me and you is just two dudes, you know, just right. hanging out. You know, we don't have a lot of experience. This we want to source it from the crowd. You know, we want to sort exactly. through. We want to invite our uh, our audience to share with us what makes them want to pursue this. Right. Some of them would have similarities with us. Exactly. Some people will have totally different stories. Right. So I feel like if you have a story, if you have a strong enough why, if you feel like we missed something, mm-hmm. send us an email. Right. Uh, you can email us at fitalkpodcast at gmail.com yes. please 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 send us an email we would right. love to hear what your whys are and and uh, and why you would like to be financially independent and uh if you have any similarities with my whys or pa's whys i feel like that would be important also for us to hear i would really love to hear you know another perspective absolutely uh, from somebody else you know on what their whys are you know because I mean, for the most part, I think I will learn something from them. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. I mean, just just um, sitting over here, you know, with you, you know, for an hour or so. I mean, I've learned a lot about you that I didn't know, you know, yeah. just based on your wise, you know. Yeah. So I, likewise, I've learned exactly. a, lot, a lot about you. Um, and also we've learned about that, what we have similar. I, it felt like I was looking at your list and you were looking at my list, but we didn't even share this ahead, ahead exactly. of time. Exactly. In, in full disclosure, we did not share our whys. Oh, we no. just thought that they, we would have similarities and it actually happened. Right. You know, so, well, I think we're going to call this one a wrap and uh, looking forward to another episode. Uh, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us on this episode. And um, just like AJ said, if you have any feedbacks or you want to, um, share with us you know what your whys are uh we are on social media as well we are on um instagram at uh, if i talk podcast uh you can um follow us over there or you can just go ahead and send us an email at if i talk podcast at gmail.com and we'll be happy to you know interact with you guys and uh, learn about your whys as well so i want to create a, a facebook group and if the audience is interested please let me know uh-huh. If you're interested in joining a Facebook group for uh, a community that we're building here, just let me know. Uh, email me at email us at fitalkpodcast at gmail.com. And we would be happy to, you know, work on creating a community. And um, right. yeah, that would be that would be really good where we, we would have somewhere to go and interact with each other. Absolutely. Yes. That's something that I would definitely like. And, you know, I yeah. think that would be great. Absolutely. And until next time, this is the FI Talk Podcast and I am AJ and my co-host Bob. All right. Thank you.